Welcome to the Strongstown United Methodist Church. Join us for worship each Sunday morning at 11. Here's this week's message. Oh, the things we do. <laughs> My scripture reading today comes from 1 Samuel chapter 2, 18 to 20, and then it's supposed to have 26 in there, which is missing, and then Luke 2, 41 to 52. Beginning with Samuel. But Samuel was ministering before the Lord, a boy wearing a linen ephod. Each year his mother made him a little robe and took it to him when she went up with her husband to offer the annual sacrifice. Eli would bless Elkanah and his wife, saying, May the Lord give you children by this woman to take the place of the one she prayed for and gave to the Lord. Then they would go home. In 26, And the boy Samuel continued to grow in stature and in favor with the Lord and with men. From Luke 2, beginning at 41. Every year his parents went to Jerusalem for the feast of the Passover. When he was 12 years old, they went up to the feast according to the custom. After the feast was over, while his parents were returning home, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but they were unaware of it. Thinking he was in their company, they traveled on for a day. Then they began looking for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they went back to Jerusalem to look for him. After three days, they found him in the temple courts, sitting among the teachers, listening to them, and asking them questions. Everyone who heard him was amazed at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. His mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. Why were you searching for me? He asked. Didn't you know I had to be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he was saying to them. Then he went down to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. But his mother treasured all these things in her heart. And Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. It's interesting because today being the day after Christmas, we just celebrated the birth of Jesus Christ. And if you notice in our Bible, it talks about his birth. It talks about when he was eight days old. And then it doesn't talk about him again until he's 12 years old. And then there's an 18-year span before there's discussion about Jesus again. But I want to go back and remind you about Samuel, one of the important young men, shall we say, of his day. Samuel, and, and at this point I'm not sure how old he was in the story that I read, but we know the story about Samuel. His mother, Hannah, wasn't able to conceive. And she had been at the temple and she prayed for God to give her a son. And she said if she was given a son, she would give him back to the Lord. Now we know there's other stories that um, Samson, I'm trying to think who else in the Bible, but similar stories of where the parents 
made the son be part of the uh, church, shall we say, of the, the Israelites at the time. But they had their own customs also. But can you imagine now, Hannah finally gets the blessing of a son. Now, women especially, I think, would understand this. She spent three years until he was weaned, taking care of him every day. And after three years, she takes that son to the temple and gives that son to Eli, the head priest. And if you know the story about Eli, even though he was the head priest, he had two sons, and, and, and they were, shall we say, terrible. They were not following God's ways. God had actually warned him that his sons would be killed if they didn't change their ways. And here comes Eli. I mean, here comes Samuel to be given to Eli. Now, this poor mother, when you think about it, been with the son every day for three years, maybe over three years. And now she will only see her son a possibility of three times a year. When they go to the festivals, she would go with her husband. In, that, in those days, they was expected, at least the men were expected, to go to at least three festivals. If they couldn't, they had to at least go to Passover. And in most cases, if they could do it, the whole family would go to the, to the feast. And, and like I say, especially the Feast of the Passover. And when she would go to the Feast of the Passover, it said that she would make him a robe to take to him. So I want you to think a little bit about how would you feel if you had a child that's been by your side for three years, and now you have to give that child up that you can only see maybe three times a year. What a change that would be, right? What a difference in not only your life, but also that child's life that you would only get to see three times a year. And he was studying under Eli, and, we're, and we kind of have to hope that Eli was doing better by him than he did his first sons, that he was doing better at training him and raising him up so that he became the person that we know of him later years. He became one of the greatest prophets, actually became one of the kings of Israel. So he, we know that he did become the type of person that God wanted. And it says that uh, Hannah also, we didn't read this part, but it says the Lord was gracious to Hannah. She conceived and gave birth to three sons and two daughters after Samuel. So she did get other children. But even so, being the first son, I can imagine that she missed him very much. And, and having to give him back to God, because that was her promise, her vow, so she had to follow through with that. But we know that later, Eli's sons were actually killed. And then Samuel, as he grows older, becomes the priest. So he was in the priestly line, shall we say. But it's interesting that here's a woman that gave her child back to God. We should all be giving our children back to God, but we need to do it in a way that, that they just are serving God, right? That should be the important part of that. But the last part that I wanted you to think about was the words that says, and the boy Samuel continued to grow in stature and in favor with the Lord and with men. Because Luke uses those same words 
about Jesus Christ. In the last chapter, I mean the last verse of what I read, it says, Jesus grew in wisdom and statute and in favor with God and men. And that's kind of interesting how he compared Samuel to Jesus. And we know that Mary was asked to have a child whether she had the option, I guess we could say. She could have said no, but she was willing to have a child because the angel came to her and told her that she would be pregnant with God's son. Where Hannah had prayed for a son that she ended up giving back to God. So the, the story about that they go up to the Passover and after they spend their time at the Passover, the family begins to return to home. Now, we always kind of give them a bad rap when we say, how could they forget Jesus? But Jesus being 12 years old was what would have been considered in the Jewish family as between being considered a child and being considered a man. At 13, we know that the Jews do what they call bar mitzvah. I probably said that wrong, but you know the general gist of it. And when they become a man. <clears throat> so as they travel to go from their hometown, in this case it was Nazareth, to go to uh, Bethlehem, Jerusalem, excuse me, Jerusalem, for the feast, he said that they would travel where the women and the children would lead the journey, and the men would follow behind for the protection. So you can just imagine that probably days before this feast, I can imagine that the women are all getting together and saying, I'm making this for the feast, you make that, and I'm making that. And someone had to know the directions. With the women being in the lead, apparently a woman had to know the directions, right? Guys, we gotta give them credit for that one. Because <laughs> they said the women and the children led the journey and the men would follow for the protection reason, okay? So Jesus, Mary would have assumed it might have been with Joseph. And Joseph would have assumed that he might have been with Mary because of the age thing. Or they might have assumed that he was playing with the other children as they were traveling that were near to his age. So I can understand in a way, at first, I, when I first read it, I'm thinking, how can they forget their son? Come on, people. But then you can understand when you think about they didn't travel where the husband and wife were traveling together in the group. They were separated. And they each thought he was with the other one. And after a day's journey, when they're settling down for the night before they continue their journey, I can see that they're getting back as a family and they're like, I thought Jesus was with you. No, he's with you. No. And then they start searching for Jesus. And they find that he's not with the group at all. Now it doesn't tell us, and I'm a, I'm a curious type person, I'd love to know, did they return that night? I would think they probably waited till morning. For safety reasons, they probably waited till morning, and Mary and Joseph, by themselves, probably are the only two that returned back to Jerusalem to look for Jesus. Most of the rest of the crowd probably went on toward home. That's my guess. Sometimes we have to guess some of these things because they allow some openings in there. So they returned back to Jerusalem, and it said then it took them three days to find Jesus. I know Jerusalem has got to be a big town, but why did it take three days? 
Then they go to the temple and find Jesus at the temple. I kind of think I would have went there first, especially Mary, knowing this is God's son. Think about it. Mary knew that she was carrying God's son. Joseph was given the responsibility of taking care of God's son. And yet he did it well, did he not? I mean, he did the best he could, I'm sure, under the circumstance. Right? Under the circumstances, I'm sure. And they go to the temple and they find Jesus talking with the teachers, the leaders, priests, whomever. And it says that he was, they were amazed at what he was saying, how intelligent he was for his age. Now we know that Jesus, we celebrated Christmas yesterday. And we know that Jesus came to earth as a baby, ended up in a manger. He started his life the way every one of us did, if we think about it. He started his life as a baby in a manger, as a baby that had to be taken care of. Can imagine Mary had to change his diapers, had to breastfeed him, had to take care of him every step of the way. And when he was old enough, I'm sure that Joseph was teaching him that the carpentry trade, because we know Joseph was a carpenter. But he was raised, he was trained just like any one of us was trained as we grow up. It wasn't that he was treated as someone special, doesn't say that anything was special what they did or how they took care of him but they did the best that they could and in that they raised Jesus and never mentions until this particular point when they say your father and I have been anxiously searching for you and this is the first recording of Jesus words where he says why were you searching for you didn't you know that I had to be in my father's house in my father's house. It says this was the first time that Jesus actually stated something that he knew he was the son of God. That he knew who he was. I can imagine when he stated that, what did Mary and Joseph think? Mary knew that she had God's son. And Joseph knew that he was in the responsibility of raising him. But I can imagine what went through their minds when Jesus said, I'm in my father's house. But it does go on to say afterwards that he went back to Nazareth and was obedient to them. I want you to think about, they lost Jesus. Can you imagine what was going through their minds? They lost their son. They lost the son of God. <laughs> but they found him after three days. That, that had to be a long three days. Can you imagine that? Had to be a very long three days. But they knew. They knew that it was Christ's son. And he recognized who he was at this point. And he said he had to be in his father's house. So think about this story. We celebrated Christmas, and in the Bible it records his birth. It records eight days after his birth. Records that they had to had to escape to Egypt and they came back, but it doesn't say age or time frame. It records about him when he's 12 years old, but now we don't hear about him for another 18 years until he's 30 years old. 
in his life of ministry begins. So what I want you to think about is not only did we have a good time celebrating Christmas, and not only is this the day after Christmas and we can think about when he was a child, but let's remember that Christ is every day. Every day. He's been alive from the beginning, which is part of our readings last night. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. God was the Word, right? He was from the beginning. And he'll be to the end. So we need to remember every day of our lives who Jesus Christ is. That he should be part of our lives. We should be wanting to be a part of his family. And as a church, I think sometimes we fail to be the community we need to be. I know when I think back, I didn't raise my kids as well as I should have. And probably most of us, some can say, yes, they've done a very good job bringing their children to church. I make a joke that I was drugged as a kid. I was drugged to church, you know, but I didn't really listen to church. I didn't really comprehend what was going on. And if you notice, we should be a family of Christians that are helping one another. It's not important just as a parent. It's important that we are the community together to raise the children in our community and even to help throughout our whole lives at helping one another in some way. We kind of fail at that. I know, I do myself. I do myself. We get so wrapped up in our own lives and what's going on, especially as a young family, you get married, you start having children, and, and guys, we're guilty of this, right? We're so busy making sure that we provide for the family that we forget about doing what those kids need. We forget about providing the real needs, <clears throat> not just the food and the clothing and all that on the roof over their head, but providing God to them, Jesus Christ, and letting them know that it's about the community, the family. That's what I want you to think about today. Are we a community? Are we doing what Christ wants us to do as a community and helping one another? I feel, I know I do. We probably all do. But we need to learn to be better. Be better at being a community. It doesn't matter at what age. It doesn't matter at what age. We all need someone to help us. We need people to be along beside us, to encourage us. And, to, and yes, sometimes we need help in other ways, but most of the time it's just the being there, being the friend, being the encouraging person, being someone that might say the right words at the right time. So we need to learn to come together as a Christian community, as Christ's family, to help one another and to help raise, even from the children, they did that in those days, and we need to be doing that in our days, and helping all the way through, even through our elder years, we definitely need help there, guys. <laughs> but we need to learn to be a community, and that's what I want you to think about today. Are we the community of Christ? Are people seeing Christ through us? You know, we say, let us be the hands, the feet, the face of Christ. But are other people seeing that? If they're not, we are failing somewhere. We are falling short. 
let's work harder at being the community that God wants all of us to be. Amen? Amen. Amen. Almighty God, you have blessed us in so many ways. So many people that we can study from the Bible, and we're thankful to have your word, and to be able to study it, and to learn, and to imagine that Jesus, only 12 years old, and yet his family lost him. But they found him, found him with the with the teachers and the priests and, and so smart for such a young age that we know a lot of young people today are very smart and yet Lord we still need to be that community we need to come together as a, as a group as a family and as a Christian family may we all help one another May we be a good witness to one another and a good encourager for one another. Help us to be the people that you want us to be. It's not about us. It's not about what we want to be. But it's about you and what you want us to be. Lord, I ask your blessing upon each and every one. And help us all to be better for your glory. In the name of Jesus Christ.